Thanks a lot. It's part of the Extra Points Podcast Network. Cousin Sal coming to you. Yes, yes, indeed. We have spaghetti and meatballs. Meatballs is back. Made the long trip across the country. He and spaghetti are fiddling with the knobs. Babyface Joel Salmon producing this mess and joining me as always. My wizards of wagering, my gurus of gambling, my barons of betting, my overlords of the odds, the degenerate trifecta, Harry, Brother Bry, and Darren the Parley Kid. What is happening, fellas? What's going on, Sal? What's up, Sal? What's going on, buddy? Hey, we are fortunate enough to have Tampa Bay's head coach on with us in just a few minutes. Okay, it's the Tampa Bay Bandits, but still, new head coach of the Tampa Bay Bandits. They just announced it. Our pal Todd Haley is coming on. Very exciting. I want to talk to him about that Antonio Brown thing. Did you see that, Harry, with Antonio Brown? No. Didn't see it. Didn't okay. see it, no. Apparently, Antonio Busy, busy. We put it on the damn text chain. Well, we review things we're going to go over for the show. It was uh, Antonio Brown. Todd Haley reached out. I told you he's got this new job as a Tampa Bay Bandits head coach. He reached out to Antonio Brown. I don't know if he was on a podcast or what, but Antonio Brown was uh, bragging about how he turned Todd Haley down. It was uh, disgusting. And we're going to play it for Todd Haley, because we like making people feel uncomfortable, um, just like we did with your brother. By the way, Harry, your brother has a hit. What is it? Close to forty thousand views, babyface. Now, is it something like that? For, is that forty thousand views? It's uh, yeah, one of the highest performing videos in the history. <laughs> Imagine of if he had washed his face. How many people would have um, tuned in? But your brother's there, as the Parley Kid predicted. He's going to be a big star. What do you think? Should we have Scott on? Yeah, I know we're on four times a week. He doesn't have to be on four times, but maybe three of the four parlay kid. I don't know. <laughs> well, yeah, absolutely. The more, the better, Sal. The more, the better. <laughs> All right. We're going to go over the AFC games, the the divisional uh, round games. We've been left with four good games. I, I mentioned this uh, in spite of how poorly uh, the, the games turned out this past weekend. Now they were almost unwatchable. Um, they've yielded some. Nice matchups here, starting with Tennessee and Cincinnati. The Titans, home favorite, three and a half points. 47 is the over-under. Uh, listen, everybody wants to see the other game, the Sunday night game, Chiefs mm. and Bills. They want that to be the AFC championship, which I think means we should reseed at this round. Now, not reseed, because I know they actually do reseed, but I think give out new seeds is what I think they should do so that we can have – a Kansas City Buffalo. I kid, half kidding, but uh, I am actually the least sure about this game. I think probably because I've been burned many times by these two teams against shit squads. Like I had Tennessee against the Jets and the Texans. I had Cincinnati against the Jets. Maybe it means the Jets should be in the playoffs. I don't know. But um, <laughs> I do feel like it's a foregone conclusion that Derrick Henry is going to pick right up where he left off and end up with like 220 yards and three touchdowns. I'm not sure about that. The backups haven't been bad. Foreman's been pretty good. I think he had 300-yard games. The Titans' defense has been good. They allowed three touchdowns two weeks ago against the Texans, but before that, they hadn't done that in seven weeks. Cincinnati, of course, got some swagger. Burrow's number's not spectacular, Bry, against your Raiders last week. 244 and two touchdowns. Um, he was sacked 51 times. That's what I worry about the most with him, right? getting sacked. I don't think he's going to shit the bed necessarily. I don't see him coming away with three interceptions, but they could pressure him. Harold Landry has 12 sacks. Danico Autry has nine. Um, they've they've kind of kept it at bay. He's had averaged three sacks over the last four. 
which is great for him. Like I said, 51 on the year. I, I, I'm, I'm at a loss. I really am with this game. So I'm buying the half a point and I'm taking it to four and taking Cincinnati, who's 5-0 and against the spread in their last six. I think this is a low-scoring, cold, weird game. Where's the offense? 22-20 final. I think most of you guys agree with me. Parley Kid, you're taking the points as well. I'm going to take the points here, Sal. Uh, I think we're um, missing the boat here if, we, if we're kind of like overlooking this game. I think this is a super intriguing game. I'm actually really looking forward to this one almost mm. as much as any of the other games this weekend. I, I think this is a good, this is a good matchup, uh, you know, um, because the Titans maybe aren't your typical one seed. At least they don't appear to be uh, mm -hmm. on paper. It's hard. Sometimes you forget that they're the one seed, but, uh, and the Bengals are playing good, exciting offensive football right now. So I'm going to take Cincinnati here. sell so, and the points Cincinnati and their seven losses this year. And you got to really can't count. Uh, the last one to Cleveland where uh, they right. didn't really, they didn't play any of their players. So let's just say they had six losses on the year. Four of their losses were by three points or less. So this mm -hmm. is a team that rarely gets blown out. I mean, only twice did they lose by more than three points. So they're a good team. They, they, they'll, they're really riding high right now. Burrow's confidence is through the roof. Chase has really rebounded since a, uh, a lull uh, towards the end of the season. Um, and between, they have a very good uh, triplets here in terms of their receiving core and a tight end that is really factoring into the game. Mixon's running the ball well. I'm, I'm not predicting a win here, but I'm predicting a cover here by Cincinnati with a possible win. But this is going to be a good, tight game, like you just said, maybe on the even on the low-scoring side. So let's take the three and a half here, Sal. Yeah, maybe I'm being harsh with this game. I'm sure it's going to be good. It's a good match. Both teams, I don't know. I, I just have a problem with the the Titans, I think, because of the whole Clay Travis thing. He's a terrible person. <laughs> and they had five losses. I think as a one seed, you don't see too many conference representatives with five losses as a one seed. And, you know, they took care of business against Jacksonville and the Texans. But, but, that said, the winner of this game will have a very, very good shot at going to the Super Bowl, I think, right? Yeah, I mean, no one's going to be a seven-point underdog for sure. We should note, note in the past three NFL postseasons, teams that have won their playoff game are 27-3 and three against the spread. So if you're thinking of taking the Titans, Brother Bry, don't worry about the spread is what this is saying. 27-3 and three against the number for winning teams, Bry. But mm. you are... Now, you may have switched at the last minute just to be different, but you said you were on the fence. Yeah, you know, I was on the fence, you know, if I, but I, my biggest thing right now is everybody loves the Bengals, right? And rightfully mm -hmm. so with Joe, Bro Joe, uh, Joe Burrow. He's really fun to root for, and we've all been watching him since college. But, you know, that being said, I don't know if I'm willing to back Zach Taylor here yet over Vrabel. It's weird to think you could be a one seed and still play like the nobody believes in us card, but Vrabel could... Rabel definitely right. can for his squad. You know, Tennessee has been great at home. They were seven and one at home in their last eight. They went six and three at home uh, against the spread. You know, this team has playoff experience. And one of the things you said, Sal, you know, Burrow getting sacked, you know, Tennessee was one of the better teams at getting pressure. And we saw that uh, early, you know, a little, a couple mm -hmm. months ago, really, when, you know, they had some big games against uh, the Chiefs. You saw them put a lot of pressure on certain teams. But, you know, in that second half of the Raiders game, the Raiders D started getting through there. They started getting some pressure. That's where I'd be a little bit worried if I was a, a Bengals fan. 
And, you know, and they are very good against the run, the Titans. So, you know, Bengals are going to have to throw. So if they're starting to get a lot of pressure on Burrow, uh, you know, I, I could see Tennessee. I, I think this is going to be like a 27-20 type of game. I think it's close to what you had, Sal, but covering, right. the, covering the three and a half. All right, Harry, um, as the one seed, the Titans, are they going to be favored next week if they win over either of the teams? I guess they no. Man, no. I don't know. No, I guess not, no. right? No. 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 It'll be a point or two. It can't be. I would be surprised. You think the Bills would give if them some, a full if three? Somehow Kansas, if Kansas City erupts and blows out the Bills, they mm-hmm. could be two and a half, three against Tennessee. Yeah, but or yeah. or if the Bills just blow same them too. out. Yeah, yeah same yeah. kind of thing. All right, but either way, you're taking um, Bengals plus three and a half here. Bengals plus three and a half. I'm a parlay kid here. I'm pumped up for this game. Burrow's got a plethora of offensive weapons. But, Sal, you're right. It comes down to the Cincinnati offensive line. I think if they can give Burrow just enough time, he will find these guys. He will get it done. He will score touchdowns. Uh, of course, Henry's coming back, but we really don't know. I mentioned this earlier in the week. We really don't know how much time he's really going to play. They say he's healthy, but I don't know how much, how many carries yeah. he can do in terms of this situation here. Uh, I, I'm taking the Bengals here. I'm riding with Burrow again, and uh, and 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 Zach Taylor. I like this team. Yeah, Henry. He has been practicing for two weeks, so it is interesting. But I want to yeah. see when guys are actually. Uh, tackling him, what it uh, looks like. All right, you know, we usually do one prop for these uh, playoff games or whatever, a Thursday night or, a, you know, our our big games uh, at night, Monday night. Uh, I, I got together with the fellas. I say, no, it's better than one prop. Two props each. Let's hit them with two props each. Two we props. Do it real fast. Paulie, kids, start us off in this game. We like a lot of stuff. What are you looking at? Yeah, let's, uh, I know, I think Brother Bry had uh, the tight end from Cincinnati, Uzoma. Yeah, uh, last weekend for over, uh, he's gone up a little bit. He's uh, 31 and a half yards. Um, he averages mm-hmm. about this right around this number, uh, but he's gone over uh, this number three out of, of his last four games. To me, mm-hmm. he really actually could be targeted more. Uh, he's a big target. He runs well, got, has good hands, makes clutch catches. Uh, he actually can get these down the field too. Sometimes he's, you know, he's, his catches aren't, a lot of times of the five yard variety, but kind of all the down the seam type of passes here from that tight end position. This is, this could take one or two catches here uh, and he'll go over. So let's take Uzoma uh, over 31 and a half yards uh, for the Bengals tight end. You know, when he had a uh, brother, Bright did have his prop is over yards, but when he scored the first touchdown last week against the Raiders, I said, oh, shit, we're going to lose every single one of these. I knew right away. I was like, we're going to lose all six games. And uh, and we did it. We did it, guys. But so still up, uh, it up a substantial amount. I just I hope no one just started to jump on board with us um, this past weekend. All right, uh, Paulie Kid, you have another one. You like Tannehill. Oh, I'm going I'm going to go oh, going back to back. Yeah. Well, you know, so um, disclaimer, not all the props are up right now. Right. So. Right. Um, we're kind of not, you know, not fully limited. I'm just, but I like this prop anyway. You know, I'm an over touchdown mm-hmm. passes guy. I'm actually have hit my last couple hit on Mahomes over two and a half at plus one fifty four this past weekend. That was over by midway through the second quarter, and I told you that's why right. you can't pass these up. Tannehill's thrown for six touchdown passes in his last two games. We're getting a plus number for him to go over one and a half. What's the correlation with these six touchdowns in the last two games? Brown has been back. Brown is back. Yeah. He makes a much uh, is a it makes a huge difference in this offense. Makes Jones better. Makes the other receivers better. Brown is a, is a true number one. Tannehill a lot of times, especially around the goal line, 
little fake to, to Henry. Defense bites, gets to like a one-yard touchdown pass often. That could be one of them. Uh, so let's take the plus over one All and right. a half at plus 108 for Tannehill. I mean, it's basically if everyone is healthy, as they say, it's an embarrassment of riches for um, for Vrabel. He, he, I don't think he'll know. Like, have these guys all played together? Probably one or two games. Uh, Julio Jones is right. supposed to come back too, right? And and Brown and uh, of course Derrick yep. Henry. So I don't know if he'll be able to figure it out. Uh, Harry, you have a Tannehill prop as well. Yeah, I'm going to go over at Tannehill, uh, 15 and a half rushing yards at minus 122, mm-hmm. average five yards to carry this season. I uh, had seven rushing touchdowns, so he's always a threat to take off. Uh, for his last six games, he's gone over 15 yards. Uh, last two games versus Cincy he's played, he's gone over 15, which includes last season's game versus the Bengals. And uh, the um, Bengals did allow 20 yards rushing last week to Derek Carr, so give me uh, Tannehill to go over 15 and a half. He's in trouble. He'll scramble. I have to say the quarterback rushing prop, and I like it too, whether it's the longest rush or total rushing yards, it goes from I don't I maybe you could say this about everyone, but when when it hits, when it wins, you're like, aha, look at that. So true. So and then so if, easy. It, if it doesn't hit, it's like, what the how is this not? Why is he running once? He didn't run at all. What's going on? It's like it's so polarizing, right? Yes. This, uh, Mur- this yes. So Murray Murray had six yards on Monday like that. Right. You know? that, no, yeah, that's two, that's two carries. Says it all. And his first yeah. his first carry was or whatever it was his first carry was negative two yards that was great right. but you knew I knew that because I had the overlap I was like right I was like this is a loser That's a, but isn't it can, doesn't it go along with everything we say if we bet under in these props for a season long thing we're gonna win right so why wouldn't game by game we take under I don't know mm. I know it's it's just more fun it just looks easy when it's eighteen yards or fifteen yeah. yards or something like yeah. that just so yeah. much easier than five hundred thirty nine yards for whatever the season. Uh, all right, Harry, what's your other prop? Well, I'm going to take Joe Burrow again. Uh, last week I had you him over this. 37. I do love this. Bombs away, baby. Uh, uh, he had, I had over 37 and a half longest pass completion last week. And this week it's it's 38 and a half at minus 114. Uh, again, I lost this prop last week, but uh, they're going up against, the, like I said, the 25th ranked pass defense in the league. I don't know who it's going to be. Is it going to be Chase? Is it going to be? Higgins or Boyd. I don't know who it's going to be, but Burrow went for 29 and 28. Those were his two longest passes last week against the Raiders. Maybe he just kept it under control as long as they had the, the lead in this game, in the game last week. Maybe in a game like this against Tennessee, they surprise Burrow goes deep over 38 and a half. Wow. Well, it, Harry, Harry didn't say bombs away. Shit. He, d- he did. I just said, I just said you bombs did? away. Shit, yeah, he got a bombs it. away. Oh, there. Yeah, like, it wasn't, yeah. wasn't a lot of energy there. No, so yeah, I, yeah. I was, I was expecting a, a bigger yeah. bombs away. Never has, nonchalant. Yeah. <laughs> it was, never has a catchphrase <laughs> fizzled out so quickly <laughs> as bombs away. I mean, really, it kind of came and went. Nobody Listen, cared. I, had, I mean, I that's, so, that's, I don't know. It fizzled it just, out as he was saying. I had, yeah. I had I some mean, really, spicy chili. Darren, I had some spicy, <laughs> spicy chili last night. Believe me, in bed, it was bombs away. Oh, come on. <laughs> come on. We're trying to get people to don't compete with your brother. He's the <laughs> more disgusting one in your family. You're not going to win that title from him. Uh, uh, I have a borrow prop, too. I'm going over 278 and a half. It is tough to to pinpoint what kind of game he's going to have because Mixon could have a big game, right? And then the borrow doesn't have to. And I'm calling for a low scoring game anyway. I think he gets some garbage time yards here. I think they're going to have to come from behind. They'll be down like, what do I have, 22-20? I think they'll be behind like 19-6, 19-7. He's going to be throwing for most of the second half. He has 300-plus in four of his last five before last week. Um, 
like I said, lots of ketchup is what I think. Uh, not the ketchup Harry's addicted to. The ketchup ball is rush defense is very good. We said for Tennessee, but their opponents passes per game, 29th in the league. Everyone passes on Titans or tries to. Um, their opponents average quarterback a quarterback averages 37 passes a game. So if you do mm. the math on that, that is asking Burrow to go for less than eight yards per pass. So I'm going over 278, 78 and a half. I know I did a lot of cockeyed math there, but uh, either way. All right, uh, Bri, you have some player props. Uh, you got, you're going Bengals. You got Mixon under rushing yeah, yards. I, I'm going Mixon under 61 and a half, and I actually love this prop. This is probably one of my favorite props for the, mm. uh, for the weekend. Uh, mm. But for the Bengals to win this game, I do think Burrow is going to have to throw a lot. I expect him to throw a lot. But Tennessee only gave up 85 yards rushing per game this season. Mixon has only gone over this number of 61 and a half once in his last six games. He's only averaging 3.25 yards per carry over those six games. So give me, uh, give me under. I just don't, yeah, I don't see him having a big game this week. All right. And you have uh, chase over, which is a popular one. And I picked it under last week and uh, I got burned, but not by a lot. I don't think. Yeah. So like Harry was saying, I mean, for as good as Tennessee is against, you know, against the run. And then also, again, they do get some good pressure on on the quarterbacks, but they are bad against the pass. You know, they gave up the second most yards to re- wide receivers this season. And the thing is, Burrow's I mean, Burrow's so comfortable with Chase. He's going to look his way even more than normal in these playoff games. In Chase's last four games, he has 116 yards or more in three of those last four games. So at times, even last week, it just seemed uh, even though Chase may have been pushing off a little bit a few times, he seemed uh, almost impossible to stop him uh, mm-hmm. on some of those, you know, little curl routes or whatever he was doing. Um, so I think over 77 and a half. All right. I am going to go. I had another one there. Oh, they, I mean, these are dumb when you're paying this much vig, but and I don't know who's going to win the kickoff. But I like the Titans to score first at minus 130. They've done it in four of the last five games. I get it. It's stupid with the minus one. It's just how I see it. I see it in my head. I see them getting out to a big lead. It's the first home team. It's the first wild card game. Like, oh, yeah, we haven't seen them in a while. They're going to lay it on thick, which leads me to my first touchdown um, scorer. And it is Ferkser. What's his name? Freddie Ferkser? I don't know his first name. Anthony Ferkser. I'm going. Uh, 19 to 1 odds. Two years ago in the playoff uh, touchdowns, versus Chiefs and the Patriots. He had touchdowns against both teams. He scored in the last two games. Mm. Uh, he had a first touchdown against the Texans in the last regular season games. Couldn't you see it, right? They throw Tannehill throws. We're all so, oh, what, 80-something. 80, 80 it's a white guy spiking the ball in the green. It's cold. <laughs> oh, it's Ferkser. Uh, why didn't we have Ferkser? Well, now we do. 19-1 to odds, first touchdown. Harry, who's your first touchdown going to? I'm going to take Bengals Joe Mixon at seven to one. It's been a touchdown machine this year. 13 on the ground, three through the air. Um, always a threat. Had 21 touches last week. Didn't have a big game against the Raiders, so expect more out of him this week. So why not we'll take a guy at seven to one who's got 16 touchdowns this season? All right. There you go. Brother Bry, first touchdown. Yeah, I'm going to go Tannehill at 15 to one. I think I used him, I don't know, when the. Tennessee last played that we had this, but I might have taken him that time too. But he does have the San Fran game, Bry. 
<sighs> I don't know. Come on, Harry. Was it that what long are you ago? About? It uh, probably was. That was a Thursday night game. I guess so. so. That's, yeah, that's you're probably right. You know, but yeah. yeah, he does have seven rushing touchdowns on the season. And the thing is with Tannehill, it's like you used to see him get more touchdown runs, like by you know, as off a of bootleg. Yeah. But this year, mm-hmm. it's funny. He's gotten a lot of like sneaks, you know, from the half yard line. Even when Henry was playing earlier in the season, so. Uh, you're mm-hmm. getting a guy 11th on the board with seven rushing touchdowns at 15 to one. I like that. All right, Parlay kid. What do you like? Yeah, I'm, th- I'm, I'm looking at like what Brian's saying there. I got Tyler Boyd at 15 to one. Mm-hmm. Uh, Boyd has scored in uh, four straight games for Cincinnati. Yeah. Uh, and uh, he's got five plus targets in six straight games. Uh, he's uh, obviously uh, his second or third fiddle here as in their receiving trio. But uh, he still gets his touches and he gets the ball. And at 15 to 1 for a guy who scored in four straight games, I think that those odds are fantastic. Um, riding with uh, Tyler Boyd here. All right. We're taking some mid range uh, guys here. Watch it. It'll be Chase or it'll be Henry. <laughs> and we're like, oh, son of a bitch. What have we done? Uh, all right. We have a lot uh, to go still. Todd Haley's coming on. We're going to talk to him and we're going to preview. Chiefs and Bills. What a game. The other AFC battle Sunday night. Uh, Let's take a quick break first. All right, we're back. Kansas City home in Arrowhead. A slight, slight favorite. Wow. The disrespect for the former Super Bowl champs, two years removed. AFC champions, one year removed. 54 and a half is the over-under. Josh Allen is coming to town. Here comes the Bills money. It was two and a half. It's one and a half. I'm taking the Chiefs. Um, I'm leaning more towards the over, but I'm going to take the Chiefs until they give me a reason not to. I I get it. There's not much to dislike about that Bills team we saw last Saturday, but maybe it was a little more emotional beatdown because it was the Patriots. Let's beat the shit out of Belichick and run up the score while we can. Who knows if we'll get the chance again. Um, you know, you can't let last week weigh too heavily. The defenses did a nice job, both of them versus Mac Jones and Big Ben. The talent level of quarterback for the opposition is going to rise considerably. I get that the Bills owe Kansas City from the AFC Championship last season, 38-24 in Arrowhead. Uh, I like a lot of points. It's only going to be 26 degrees if I read that wrong. I, I'm gonna, when I say only, it's not going to be too cold for a night game uh, in January. Totals hit... The overs hit in five of Buffalo's last seven away games over in each of Kansas City's last six games. Mahomes, six touchdowns, no interceptions in the divisional round game. I think Chris Jones typically gives Josh Allen a problem. Frank Clark had a couple sacks against him last time they played. And Jarek McKinnon has been the key here. He scored in the last two games. He's added another dimension at running back for the Chiefs. That almost 200 combined over the last two. He's a, I worry he gets hurt. He's a light guy. He gets hit close to out of bounds. He goes flying like 17 yards. But um, betting-wise, Chiefs are in a nice spot. It's from the Action Network. When he's a three-point favorite or shorter, Mahomes 14-4-1. That's 78% against the spread. I think McKinnon allows him to kill clock. There's a problem the Chiefs have had in the past. Uh, they are going to hang on. 38-34. Lots of points in this game. I'm taking the Chiefs parlay kid. You with me? I'm with you here, Sal. I think uh slide one, you know, minus one and a half for the Chiefs. The Chiefs are 10 and one in their last 11 games. So mm-hmm. their average score of victory is 15 plus points in those 10 wins. They've been blowing teams out. 
uh, over the better part of the second half of the season here. They found their mojo. And I think actually what they showed against Pittsburgh is really, you know, they're, they're all kind of coming together now at once. McKinnon has added an element in their backfield. Hill, Kelsey kind of got going last week. Hardman has been a, more of a factor lately after really yeah. doing nothing most of the year. Pringle has been much more of a factor over the last quarter of the season. They have a lot of weapons right now going for that team. Uh, so, like you say, until somebody shows me that they can beat the Chiefs, especially them only – basically they have to win here, the Chiefs, and we're winning this bet. One, minus one and a half. I, I think mm-hmm. it's just – right now, I my heart – you know, I'd love to see the Bills win, but my head says I got to go with the Chiefs now. All right. You know, I asked uh, Damashek and Martin Weiss uh, yesterday about the, the next five Super Bowl winners, including this year's. And Damashek is still trying to figure out the question. He really he really missed the point of the assignment. But I think we have two of them, two of the five, at least Super Bowl winners covered in this game, I think. I don't know. I might add the Bengals in there. I think the AFC goes on a little run. I like the Packers to win it this year. And then I think we see the AFC go on a little run with Cincinnati, Kansas City, and maybe Buffalo Mm. gets two. That's what I would say. Uh, Harry, you are taking the Bills. Yeah, I'm taking the Bills because I think this line opened up at two and a half, down to one and a half. Uh, You know, no respect, like you said, for Kansas City, but... Vegas is begging for you to take the Chiefs. I, I think the Bills here are the better team right now. Uh, for most of the middle of the season till till like the last four weeks, the Bills re- had a slide. Why? Because of the running game. They didn't have a running game. All of a sudden now, the key cog to this team has been Devil, Devin Singletary. He had 80 yards last week. He had two touchdowns. He scored uh, like five touchdowns over the last four games for the Bills. Uh, and the Bills also first in points against, uh, point first in yards against and defensively they have the, probably the two one two best two safeties in the league and Hyde and Poyer um, they did beat Kansas City and beat them pretty hard by 18 in Arrowhead this season already I'm taking the Bills I think they roll Josh Allen continues to do the job that he's doing Bills win this game by by seven to seven points whoa all right it's a nice mm. upset I mean even though it's not totally an upset but yeah the seven points would be uh what's interesting the, uh, for sure yeah, I'd have to look at those adjusted lines I yeah, that, yeah, that's right. Pretty decent. Uh, like that. Brian, Brian, who's our? I know Harry's rooting for the Bengals in the AFC. Who do we root for? Do, uh, it has to be from this game, right? <laughs> Should we root for the Bills? Uh, well, the thing. Is, I mean, I even mean, though we're picking the Chiefs, here. I mean, I'm picking the Chiefs too. I know, but it's uh, yeah. like, oh God, I hate. Yeah, I mean, I've I've always hated the Chiefs as a Raider fan. You always hate the Chiefs, so I can't. Yeah, you know, root for true. them. But if they're gonna make me money, fine. Mm-hmm. But I, yeah, I would say Bills would be the team. If you weren't betting these games, Bills would be the team to root for. Right. All right, but you like the Chiefs. You're not even screwing with the point. Yeah, now. I'm taking the Chiefs minus one twenty six. It might not even be smart. I don't know. Versus what is it minus. Minus one and a half is minus one twelve, so I'm mm-hmm. paying fourteen cents on that. Um, but I told you the other day I like Buffalo, but I'm flip flopping all over the place. Everybody seems to be on the Bills, especially outside right. outside of this pod. But you know, mm-hmm. it was an ideal environment for the Bills in that game. You know, playing in that those temperatures at home with that crazy those crazy fans against the Pats just wanted to beat them up. Um, I like I do like the fact that the Bills beat up the Chiefs this season um, because that was at you know when the Chiefs were at their low point there. Uh, Mahomes, especially, you know, Mahomes the last couple of weeks seems back to normal. He's making crazy plays here. And, uh, and it's Sal, our boy Trev, um, 
told us to bet the mortgage on this game. So, and I did tell yeah. him the last time he told me this, <laughs> I lost like um, $9,000 on the Chiefs in the Super Bowl. But, yes. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> but before that, I think he had a solid run with the Chiefs. Um, I was going to say the times he's told us, I have a good feeling about them. I, he's probably than, in about 75%. Yeah, just, I would say it's better than not. Yeah. But I guess maybe that's just the case with the Chiefs anyway. The, the right. amount of times they win this. But yeah, the fact that you're getting the Chiefs. I mean, when when again are you going to get the Chiefs at home as a pick em, basically, in this type of game? So no. I, I would take them just to, just to win out right here. That's there why it's go. a loser. That's why it's a loser. Oh, you can, you on, can say it's you can say it's fishy. It's going to be a great Harry game. Harry said that about the last Chiefs opponent too, and he got buried. The Steelers, <laughs> right? Just because it didn't. I didn't right. say the line was ph phony. I just had faith in the Steelers. That's all. Oh my <laughs> god, that's <laughs> even worse. You should have stuck with the line being phony. Uh, all right, let's go and over over some props. Uh, Parlay kid, you uh, you're all over Mahomes here. I'm over Mahomes, Sal, here. So Mahomes rushing yards over 19 and a half. He averages 22 and a half yards rushing per game. In his last five, 20, 32, 25, 54, and 29, all would have went over this 19 and a half. I don't see anything different here. He always makes a few uh, plays a game with his legs, um, uh, even though I don't really like the way he runs when he, when mm -hmm. he starts to scramble. Uh, and then sometimes I don't even think he needs to, but he sure does a good job of of his receivers, you know, on the all on the left side of the field. He takes off on the to the right, or vice versa. Has like a fifteen yard run. This bet's almost uh, in the money. And like I said, five in a row here over this nineteen and a half. Anyway, and I like Mahomes passing yards over two hundred eighty one and a half yards. Again, he averages this for the season is about two hundred eighty four and a half yards. I think we've. But just starting to see the best of Patrick Mahomes right now as we enter the playoffs. Mm -hmm. He's got all of his weapons that seem to be healthy. Hill looks uh, like he's finally healthy. Kelsey looks fully healthy. Add McKinnon out of the backfield, like we just said. Pringle, Hardman, uh, even Robinson uh, at chipping in here or there. Uh, this is going to be a shootout, I think. It's going to be a shootout. So over 281 and a half yards. All right. Uh, Harry, you like uh, some anytime touchdowns. I like a couple too. Go ahead. What do you like? Yeah. For the bill, I got one for each team for the Bills. I'm, I'm taking Stephon Diggs anytime touchdown at plus 115. Kansas City's pass defense, 27th in the league. Uh, Diggs was kind of quiet last week versus New England, where he just had 60 yards, uh, but he has scored in six of his last nine games. Um, so I like him to score against that uh, somewhat weak pass defense of the Chiefs. And I'm also going to take a touchdown anytime by you guys mentioned McKinnon at minus 110 for the Chiefs. Uh, he looks like he's the best running back that they've had all season, really. He's he's um, uh, multi, multi. He can do both catch. He can rush. Uh, he had a receiving touchdown last year, uh, last week. Sorry, he had five. Uh, he averaged five yards a carry last week, too. He scored in two straight games for the Chiefs. So McKinnon at minus 110 anytime touchdown and digs. The Bills at plus one fifteen. All right, I have an anytime touchdown, and I'm just I'm not going to overthink it. Kelsey, I had him score last week. He scored. I think they'll score four or five or six times. He has seven playoff games with a hundred plus yards. One behind Jerry Rice. That doesn't do anything for a touchdown, but he's so reliable. He scored in six of the last eight playoff games for the Chiefs. He scored mm -hmm. versus the Bills in the regular season. Two versus the Bills in the playoffs last year in the AFC conference championship. I just think there are some guys 
you got to go. These numbers are a little bit low, right? Like if I'm going to come back tomorrow with Adams to score a touchdown and Cup to score a touchdown, if you take those two and Kelsey, I think you win two out of three. I really do. I think those not yeah. those shouldn't be minus one thirty, right, Brian? Yeah, I mean you're right. I think the one thing is when you look at Kelsey because I was looking at this too, and I think the Bills were like, I think the Bills were number one, like you know, were giving up the lowest yards or touchdowns to the tight ends this yeah. season. So I guess I that's that why. Too. But still, mm -hmm. but still, uh, you know, in this well, type scored of game, twice against them last year. Yeah, no, yeah. I know. All right, you have uh, you have speaking of tight ends, Dawson Knox. One of yeah, our I'm favorites. taking Dawson Knox over 36 and a half yards. You know, he's had a, he's had a great season for the Bills. He actually has 11 touchdowns, including the play, mm -hmm. including the playoffs last mm -hmm. last week. He has 11 touchdowns on the season. He had 89 yards last week, 49 yards the week before. Allen really seems to trust him. I, I you know, I thought. I thought Beasley would do something last week, but Beasley's mm -hmm. become like the fourth or fifth guy here for them offensively. In that first game between the Chiefs and the Bills, he had 117 yards receiving on three catches, you know, a couple big plays for him. You know, he's trending up here, so I would go over the 36 and a half yards. It is weird how the Beasley's a guy. I mean, in a game where they could have scored a thousand points, but scored 950 instead, you would have thought everybody would have lit it up. Right. But yeah. like McKen <laughs> McKenzie ends up having a bigger game, right. than Beasley, right. they're really switching yeah. things out. Right. You have uh here we go. Quarterback over quarterback, rushing yards. Quarterback rushing. So I, it is weird. I'm taking the Chiefs, but I do have two Buffalo props here, but I'm going to go over. I think it just jumped to 47 and a half here for Allen rushing yards. Um, you know, we talked about, you know, QBs don't run enough recently, but Allen is the one consistent yep. guy who makes big plays when he needs to, right? He's even willing to run over guys, dive over a guy, you know, it's yep. just, he really puts his body on the line. It makes sense because he's a much bigger guy than somebody like Murray. Um, but, you know, he started running a lot and had a lot of success starting in that second half of that Tampa game. That's re really when he started making plays with his legs, even though he made them all year, but that's when he really started making plays. So now he's, you know, he's rushed for 63 or more in four straight. And in five mm -hmm. of his last six, he's the way he's been running all season. He's had one, you know, he breaks a long run of 20 plus yards pretty much every game. So when that prop comes out too, I would look at longest, uh, longest rush. It's not out right yet, but I would definitely take him mm. over over the 47 and a half. Yeah, I have one here. Um, this is interesting. I keep and I'm staring at it now because I don't want to read it wrong, but it just seems crazy to me. Now, I have that both teams will score at least 25 points. You guys don't know the number. What do you what do you think it is? What's the odds? Mm. Uh, uh, probably minus 130. Yeah, I was gonna say like minus oh, uh, one twenty four something. It it's plus, plus one seventy six. Oof. And mm. I so but if you go by the spread, well, you the go by total, the spread. It's twenty eight twenty six final. They expect right something in there. Obviously, it's stupid, but mm. uh, what what plus money? <laughs> the Bills twenty five or more six in a row. The Chiefs twenty five or more six in a row. What am I missing here? That's on Fanduel. That's go pretty good. Maybe I'm being too loud about this. Plus once a, let me look at it again. Do Both teams have, to score 25 plus plus 176. Yeah. Do they have other ones, Sal, too? Uh, just other numbers. Yeah, they have yeah. like 30 and 35 and everything. Oh, and uh, I, I could I could look. Um, yeah. So Kansas, City, Kansas City didn't get there in the first matchup, though. Go under scoring. Shut up, Harry. I got a nice thing going. <laughs> uh, yeah, so they have like both to score 40 is 50 to one, which, by the way, that's worth it, too, I think. 
Both to score 35 is 1440 to one, uh, plus 1440. Both to score 30 is plus 370. Both to score 25 mm. plus 176. Even if it's like uh, they get off to a slow start, which we saw the Chiefs did against the Steelers. I don't know. I think they're. Those are fun. Aren't they both in the 20s in the fourth quarter, for God's sakes? Yeah, those are fun. All right. Uh, moving on to first touchdown. Let's get this right. Uh, Tyreek Hill. I'm going to give you like Harry analysis. I'm going to tell you why he all these bad stats and why you would think he wouldn't score first or at all. He's due. He's due right. is, the, is, is basically the bottom line. He has only two touchdowns in the last eight weeks. Uh, he did score versus the Steelers last week. He has only two in the last nine playoff games, but he has 23 red zone targets, which works out to about 23%, about one in four. And then, you know, everything outside the red zone is taken into account after that. that. That's how I see it. I think they make a statement early. Like Mahomes goes over the top and I could see it in my head. He scores first, big, long touchdown, kind of takes the air out of the Bills. Uh, nine for 172 versus the Bills last year in the playoffs. Yeah. I like Tyreek Hill at seven to one. Harry, which way are you going? I'm going to go Bills. So like I mentioned earlier, Devin Singletary at plus 750. Uh, he had 20 touch, uh, touches last week. The Bills running game has uh, come back mostly because of him over the past month. Uh, average uh, five yards a carry last week. He scored twice. Both sc- touchdowns in the second quarter against New England has scored in five straight games, seven touchdowns total for him. He's had the first touchdown twice this season for the Bills. Devin Singletary, who's been really turning on in the last month for the Bills and the Bills running game at plus 750. All right, Parlay Kid, first touchdown. Well, I have to take him. I have to take Knox, uh, the tight end. From I have to do it because I fit twice. You're late, I hit twice man. You're with late. Them. Well, look, I I fit twice with them. We know right. we got at least a third time last week, and I was kicking myself. I felt terrible. Why? Mm-hmm. Why didn't I take Knox? Uh, he does have eleven touchdowns on the year, and you know I like to take the tight ends here anyway. So it made no sense I didn't pick him last week. Uh, so I have to come back with him this week. This that's really it's as simple as that. Because mm-hmm. if he if it hits and I don't take him, I would be I, I couldn't live with myself. So I got you. I'm going with him. <laughs> Thirteen to one, Sal, for a guy who's done this multiple yeah, times. That's a good. That's a good it's really it's good still odds. good. His odds have not changed. They were the thirteen to one last week. They're thirteen to one again. Big target. Let's uh, ride with Knox. All right, uh, Brian and I had Knox in our pool because you could pick multiple players in our uh, just just the six guys here and extra points do this pool. We're leading. Uh, what do we have? We had eleven to one or something last yeah. week. We got fifty plus fifty five for those. I had it in the extra points. Um, uh, what do you call it? Free to play game, which uh, helped me win a half a gold hat. I had to split it with somebody, so that's good. I have one and a half gold hats. <laughs> Uh, Brian, I don't know why you're laughing. That's one and a half more than you. But, can I have the but, half? Uh, <laughs> you can have you can have the half. I'll give you that one. All right. Uh, but Brian, you have a first touch and I you flip-flopped on this one, right? I flip-flopped. I was gonna go Mahomes. I went Mahomes last week, so I thought, oh well, maybe he'll come back again because he's 22 to 1. Again, I like those odds, you know. I like the 22 to 1, but I was I'm gonna go, I'm changing it up. I'm going McKinnon. I just really like the way. I like the way that and he's plus 750. I like the way the Chiefs used him. He seemed like he's the perfect do it all back for the Chiefs. I was wondering where the hell this back has been for the Chiefs. Uh, it almost seems like the last two years, right? I mean, I guess yeah. this is what they thought Edwards Hilaire would be. Um, but, you know, these quick, shifty little backs who can catch balls out of the backfield. Mm-hmm. You know, he, you said it earlier. He scored, he scored in the last two games. I think his role may keep going up. 
Um, so I like him. I mean, you know, you're not getting the best odds, but plus 750 is pretty good. I will say if you like if you like the Bills big in this game, there are some good Bills first touchdowns between Knox, Davis, Sanders. Some of those guys all have good odds, though, too. Yeah. Hey, you could hit it all up on FanDuel Sportsbook. They're offering everybody a risk-free bet. It doesn't matter if you're new to FanDuel, already have an account. Your grandfather had one, uh, willed it to you. However it works out, if you're on FanDuel right now, all customers get up to $10 back if your same game parlay doesn't win. So try not to win. No, you try to win. Try to definitely try to win. Same game parlays, but you combine multiple bets from one matchup for a big payout. I was just talking to Mikey Meatballs. He's like, one of the reasons he hated leaving New York, come to California. There you go. Fandle, how do you say, oh, these same game parlays, I'm playing them all the time. He said, I lost thousands and thousands of dollars. <laughs> Hopefully my father could bail me out. No, he didn't say that. Uh, do that first and anytime touchdown scores, passing, receiving, rushing yards, you can go with anything. We just told you about they're the market leader and America's number one sports book. That's FanDuel. Easy to use, easy to place your bet, fast payouts in as little as two hours. And if you already have an account, just place your risk-free same game parlay on any divisional round game to qualify. New customers join today with promo code against all odds to get your risk-free bet. Plus nice. your first time betting, you can enjoy 30 to one odds on any team in the divisional round to win. After using promo code against all odds, five bucks becomes 150. Do it now. Promo code against all odds on the FanDuel Sportsbook app. All right. All right. Let's bring in our guest. He coached some of the most talented and also the most emotional offensive players in the league, and yet he still has all his hair. He was just announced as the head coach and general manager of the USFL's Tampa Bay Bandits, Todd Haley. Welcome back to the show, Todd. Yeah, thanks for having me. Uh, Sal, um, you know, as I was a, a younger guy growing up in Pittsburgh, uh, the USFL, uh, you know, it, it 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 was a unique thing, you know, because we had the Maulers there. Uh, you knew about the Generals, the Bandits, obviously. So uh, when the opportunity arose, um, I think it's a neat thing, you know, the fact that they're using uh, similar logos and and names uh, because I mean they they had an impact in, on football at that time. Yeah, I look back. I did a deep dive into the Tampa Bay Bandits and that that yeah, 83, 85. They were pretty good. They won most of their games. And I, you don't have to explain it. You got a job in the coaching realm. I thought coaches only got fired. It never occurred to me that they could gain employment. But here you are. This is great. When do you get to work? I hear you. There's a dinner tonight, which is always a good start. Every gig, big or small, should begin with a dinner, right? Yeah, yeah. Meetings today, meetings tomorrow, just kind of get the lay of the land. But, uh, you know, you know, they got the right people behind them. Um, you know, Moose Johnson's who reached out to me. Uh, who I've always been a huge fan of and, yeah. and, and is, is great to be around. And, uh, you know, they got Fox and NBC. So, uh, you know, what more could you ask for? I looked at the, some of the original rosters for the Tampa Bay bandits and it included wrestlers, Lex Luger and Ron Simmons. And is that going to be a focus for you? Do you, are you looking to sign pro wrestlers, maybe the undertaker, maybe Johnny Knoxville style guys? Um, I don't think so. So I think no. if they have wrestling background and they've played football, that that'll be uh, that's always been something exciting to me. But you're exactly right. I mean, the the Bucks were really struggling back then, and uh, and around here in the in the Tampa Sarasota area, I mean, there's a lot of people that kind of jumped on board with the Bandits because they were they were playing pretty good football. 
Yeah. And how does it work now? Now you're a pro coach in Tampa Bay. If if Bruce Arians, God forbid, he passes or whatever, do you take right over as the next <laughs> no. coach, professional coach in Tampa Bay? I don't know how it works. No, it, it doesn't work huh. that way. <laughs> huh. Um, uh, you know, they're, they're their own entity, obviously, but, uh, you know, the NFL is one thing. This is a, a unique opportunity uh, with, like I said, a lot of good people involved. Um, got to spend some time with old friends, uh, Jeff Fisher and, and others today. So it was it was nice. Tell me how you build a team now from scratch, because this is unlike any other situation I think you've been in. Right. I mean, this is not where. All right. I have to decide if I want to cut this player or sign this. So you are really how do you build a team from the bottom up, like position by position? Well, I think that's kind of what, uh, you know, we're, we're finding out about uh, now. I mean, uh, uh, obviously that first year, uh, just like, uh, you know, a, a new team coming into the league, an expansion team, uh, you know, you got to fill your roster. So, um, you know, mm-hmm. where the players come from is, has been very interesting to me. Uh, I can't get into all that right now, but, uh, you know, we'll be able to fill a roster. Uh, there's a lot of guys. Um, especially the, the, you know, in the springtime that want to play football, want an opportunity. Um, and, uh, and I think that's, what's great about it. You know, when I was a young coach, the NFL Europe was around and, and we were sent down every year for a week to watch training camp and, and a lot of players mm-hmm. and even coaches came out of that league. And, uh, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's going to be really, uh, ad- interesting and fun. Uh, but you know, anything new is always, you know, you're, you're kind of finding your way through the, through, through the murky water to start. Yeah. Now I have to ask you, and you know, I do, and I, I'm pretty sure you've seen this. You allegedly reached out to Antonio Brown and asked him to join your Tampa team in the USFL. <laughs> um, I, I don't know if you saw his response, but we're going to play it for you. All right. Oh, so oh, great. Buckle in, <laughs> get it ready. Meatballs. <laughs> <laughs> One of my old coaches named Todd Haley, he fucking coached for, let me say, it's a team in Tampa. Look what he said. Can you zoom in on this? Because look, you're probably thinking I'm making this shit up. Sometimes when you connect it to higher power, people say shit that you actually got going to. Can you read that message from this dickhead? Just took USFL head job. Pull up, starts in March, Tampa. I need you to come see, play, win a championship. I love you. Is that the fan? Fuck out of here. I don't know if it is. No. Fuck out of here. What did they say on you? Fuck out of here. He put 10 laughing emojis. Fuck out of here. <laughs> what do you mean? What do you mean? No, he also. Go ahead. He also said he loved me. They they decided to skip that part. Oh, they uh, skipped that part, did yeah. they? <laughs> you want me to hold my phone up? I'll show you. <laughs> no, it's okay. You can tell him fuck out of here if you want. Uh, what? So what? what about this? This, um. Did you really think you were going to get him? Did you really want him? Or was this um, just, just something nice you thought? You I, know, just I, I, support him? <laughs> I was in the pre- preliminary process of, of deciding to take this job. Uh, mm-hmm. I knew this is somebody that I cared about for a long time and, and, and was going through, obviously, a lot of different things. So it was a reach out to, to let him know that I, can, that I was continuing to support him. Um, uh, I did not have a contract in hand. That's very nice of you. And I don't know if you know what you were getting into. Is there, um, you probably could save on uniforms, right? Because he patrols the sidelines, um, topless. So you don't <laughs> have to worry about that. They're looking to cut costs, but I have a feeling come March or April, he's going to be like, 
He's going to want to take you up on it. And then maybe you're like, fuck out of here and all that stuff. Who knows? I don't know. I, I love AB. I mean, AB did so many great things while I was coaching him. He's, he, he, he's, he was really fun to be around during my time in Pittsburgh. Uh, and like I said, I've continued to support him and care for him and root for him in different ways. Uh, yeah. You know, I, I, I felt for that scene. That's not something you ever want to see you know, happen on, on a, on a football field and on national television, no less to somebody that you care about. I hear you. That's very nice. You are now the bucks are moving on. They play the Rams. Um, do you have any strong feelings about any of these four games? They really, that was kind of lousy football last weekend, but yielded some really um, fun matchups, I think for the weekend, what stands out yeah, as they, uh, some of the best, these matchups, uh, you know, I, I agree, you know, there were, there were some games, but I think when you water it down a little bit like happened, which I think is great. I mean, give more teams an opportunity and a chance to get into the playoffs. But I think you'll have some games like that. But uh, like you said, it leads to this week. And uh, you have mm -hmm. to start. You have to start with the the Bills and the Chiefs. I mean, how how Josh Allen played in those conditions in Buffalo against a, a, a Bill Belichick led team defense specifically. Uh, where he's he's better than anybody probably has ever been in that area. I mean, was really spectacular. And then you see Patrick Mahomes get off the little slow start, and then oh by the way, he throws five touchdowns also. So yeah, you know I think we're going to be talking about these two guys for a very long time. Um, I don't think this will be the last time they face each other in the playoffs. I think this this will be you know hopefully it could be commonplace because. Um, you know, this is a, this is a new dynasty of quarterbacks. I mean, you have the holdovers, obviously Tom Brady, you can't say enough about Aaron Rodgers is unbelievable. I mean, I don't know that there's anybody I enjoy watching it make look so easy, but, uh, uh, Joe Burrow, you know, and I, I mean, I think for, for a bunch of years here going forward, we got a, a nice nucleus of, of quarterbacks to, to kind of lead the way in the NFL. We really do. And I want to, you mentioned that Patriots bills game. Is there a, is there like a blowout etiquette amongst coaches? Cause it felt, felt like Sean McDermott could have run it up, run up like a hundred points on the Patriots or is it everything thrown out the window when you have a shot at blowing out Belichick? Well, <laughs> you know what the Patriots have done to the bills over the years. I mean, yeah. whatever they wanted to do once they got in that position, I don't think anybody would hold against them. Uh, but uh I just cannot in those conditions. I mean, the punters and kickers are having a whole hard time even catching the ball. And, and Josh Allen, I think he's weatherproof. Um, you know, I might've said this the last time I was on. I mean, when you watched his college tape, did he have some flaws? Yes. But you saw wow plays and you saw rain going sideways or snow going sideways and he had no glove on. And, and I think he's in, he's in just a phenomenal spot to be. And, and the, the Bills Mafia obviously beloves him, and and rightfully so. I mean, he is fun to watch and and brings great passion and energy to to their team. I'm doing the math here, Todd Haley. I think you're taking the Bills over the Bucks in the Super Bowl. That's what I think. Um, <laughs> we're just on divisional week, Sal. I mean, we no, can't I know, I got you, I got you. I know, uh, we can't I, get too. I hurt. think it will not be easy. Uh, I've coached on both sides of the field in Arrowhead. Uh, I've, been, I've coached as a head coach in a playoff game. I've gone in there and, and won a game, uh, you know, with the Steelers. It is a mm -hmm. very difficult place to play. If, if yeah. this game were be, being played in Buffalo, I would lean heavy to Buffalo. But 
it, it just, you know, you're going against Mahomes and that crew in Arrowhead with it'll be louder than anywhere, anywhere you can imagine. Um, you know, that's going to make it very, very difficult. But uh, I can I can I could see the Bills, you know, pulling off a huge win. It won't be easy. That's an equalizer. Um, did you just laugh at when the Cowboys just, uh, I don't know, Dak took all the daylight he could and, and downed? I mean, I, I, too much maybe being made of that one play as a Cowboys fan. I could, I could actually sit back and say, all right, we had a low percentage chance of scoring. Even if we had two shots from the 40 or one from the 25, it was going to be a low percentage yeah, chance. And, and, uh, what, were you, what was your takeaway there? Well, you know, first off, you're exactly right. I mean, there's many opportunities in a game to not allow yourself to be in that position. They obviously mm-hmm. didn't come out and play the way they are, I think, capable of playing, um, mm-hmm. you know, but, uh, you know, you can't ever say it comes down to the last play. Uh, I agree with you. Uh, you know, it was low percentage, even if they got the the clock, you know, stop. But, uh, you know, those are fundamental things that can happen. I love Dak. Um, uh, there's not a lot of guys I like to watch play the quarterback position than him. Uh, I mm-hmm. like their team, but you know, in that situation, um, you know, we go through it as coaches all the time. I mean, that's a, an OTA situation. It's a training camp situation and I'm sure they've gone through it, but you just don't go through it with the intensity and the emotion and the crowd and all the things that are going on. And, you know, it's hard to execute. And I, and I think it, when you see teams do it properly, it makes it more impressive, but Get the ball to the official. I mean, I, you don't know how many receivers, tight ends, backs I've yelled at. Get the ball to the official. <laughs> I mean, you just you yeah. say it till you're blue in the face. Get it to the official, even if he's 15 yards behind you. Try to just figure out a way to get it to him. No, I don't. And, I don't and blame a golf him for cart that. Jog. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> exactly. Um, so so many coaching vacancies. Not the Tampa Bay Bandits. You got that job, but I'm, I'm curious about the interview process. We we hear about it and how. Sometimes it goes for as long as upwards of six hours. Is that is that for real? Is there is there a buffet? Do they have massage? What could go on in six hours in an interview? Yeah, I mean, it, it's it's a, a large process. I mean, a big process, especially if you're, you know, in those final stages. I mean, it's a it's a full day. It's a dinner. Uh, it's a breakfast. It's a little, you know, another half a day. And, uh, you know, and it, and it's so critical. I mean, it's it's about an owner and. And whoever else is involved in the process, making sure that they feel very comfortable with who's going to take the reins of their team. So, um, you know, I went through it. Um, I, I was not one of these. You know, I hear a lot of guys say it's not a distraction. I, I refuse to let my agent talk to anybody or tell me anything that was going on during our Super Bowl run with the Cardinals. I just didn't think it was fair uh, to the guys that I was coaching because you know, you're putting everything you have into that game. Now I'm not saying it can't be done. It's, it's been done. I mean, guys have won the Super Bowl that went through, uh, you know, a pre-interview process, but, uh, you know, ultimately when you're one of the final guys that are being decided on, yeah, it's a, it's a good day and a half, maybe two. Wow. I think I would tap out. I'd be like, you know what? I'm not your guy. I just can't sit with you. You you guys are like 85 years old and we're, uh, we're talking about golfing for a day and a half. This is crazy, but, uh, all right. I'm glad you were able to hang in there. Uh, Mason Rudolph or Dwayne Haskins, who starts for the Steelers? Or is there someone else? Or do you would you take Mason Rudolph or Dwayne Haskins to start for the Bandits if they're available? <laughs> I, I'm not. 
this has been a, you know, something looming for the Steelers for a very long time. I mean, even when I was there, we had these conversations, but it, it's just not easy to find that guy. I mean, the uh-huh. Steelers had Terry Bradshaw, obviously, and then a, a, a pretty big lull and until Big Ben showed up. Um, you know, you've seen other teams uh, have it a little, you know, go a little smoother, like maybe, you know, the Packers, uh, you know, to have three all-time legend type guys that play quarterback for your team is yeah. is really a testament to to their organization and what they've been able to do because it's not easy. You see other teams struggle and struggle and struggle to be at the right place at the right time and make the right decision. Um, you know, and that's the key. I mean, you, you better know the guy that uh, you really think is the guy, but at the same time, you need to be in a, in a position to get them. And that that's, that's the hardest part. Yeah. They're going to have, I mean, I guess they'll have Russell Wilson. They'll have a, I mean, who knows if what Rogers will end up doing, but what what do you do if you're the Steelers? You're in the middle of the pack. They have all that history. I don't know if they go through the draft or they do try to get like a, a second rate quarterback and building around it. You just, it's a tough question. You just, yeah, it is very tough. And uh, but they'll do a great job with it. Um, you know, obviously, uh, Kevin Colbert's one of the best. Now I know he's talking about potentially hanging it up after the draft, but he's going to be there. He's been going through this process of of looking at all the potential candidates. I know. Coach T will do a tremendous job. You know, uh, he, he will take it as a great challenge. Um, and, and how can you, I mean, th- they were a struggling team this year with a lot of different issues that still found their way to a winning record and into the playoffs. Uh, was it the final destination they wanted to get to? No. Uh, but, uh, you know, I have great, tremendous belief in, in Coach T and, and Kevin and the Roonies and, uh, and the entire organization. So you just don't know how it's going to fall. I mean, there, you, you know how it goes. The further you go through the process right now, nobody knows a whole lot about all these college guys, but mm-hmm. as you go through the process, with, which I would expect this year will be closer to a more normal process, I hope, um, you right. know, guys stand up, stand out, stand above, and, 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 and you might just get lucky and be sitting in the right spot. And it couldn't hurt to reach out to Antonio Brown via text, right? <laughs> I mean, he'll keep it between you. He's very, very, um, you know, very intimate with that. Oh, oh no, he'll read it on yeah. some podcasts. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, Todd, thanks so much. Tampa Bay Bandits. Yeah, the head coach. It's very exciting. You have some big uh, shoes to fill with uh, Steve Sparrio was the coach of that team, right? Yeah, yeah big shoes. So uh, we got a we got a cool name and a cool logo. So, um, you know, that's that's the starting point. And then and then we just got to do a good job. I'm very excited. I'm. Uh, you seem laser focused, and uh, I'm sure I'll be betting on this team uh, tons in, in just a <laughs> matter of months. <laughs> All right. Uh, Thanks so much, Todd. I appreciate you coming on. All right. You guys have a great night. All right. Take Enjoy care. Enjoy the football. All right. You heard him, Parlay Kid, with the Antonio Brown thing. Really? It really shows no ill will to, towards uh, this lunatic Absolutely Antonio Absolutely not. Brown. I mean, it, it must be nice to, to live inside that head of his. Uh, yeah, he'd be lucky to play. <laughs> Uh, for Haley uh, and anybody that would take him back into football at this point. So there you go. Can we bet on FanDuel if Antonio Brown will become a Tampa Bay bandit? <laughs> I mean, really, at this point, a Tampa Bay cheerleader is more more like anything. All right. Uh, we will be back tomorrow. We are going to preview the NFC games. These guys are going to have their sharp tank picks. It's divisional round weekend. Very exciting. And that's another episode of Against All Odds. Oh, let me just tell you. 
We have the free to play games, extrapoints.com slash arcade. We have the pick them. We have the prop quiz and we're going to have our first touchdown frenzy. Do it all. They're all up. They're all live. Extrapoints.com slash arcade. That does it for another episode of Against All Odds for the Degenerate Trifecta for Todd Haley for spaghetti and meatballs and babyface Joel Solomon. I'm Sal saying so long and happy handicapping. Na 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 na